Welcome everybody to another episode of the GW Show. I am your host Marcus Weisner, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Dan Gonzalez. What's going on, my man? How are you doing this awesome evening on September nineteenth? Celebration. Yeah, no shit, right? Ah, yes, sir, man. We we are recording on a Cowboys and a Jets victory Sunday, and I don't know. I don't know who had the most impressive victory. Do you think the Cowboys were the backup or the Jets scoring 14 points in 80 seconds? Um, well, recovering an onside kick in the process. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I think the Jets, but considering that you guys were down with a minute and a half left, and um, according to the Vegas books I've seen today, uh, they actually, with the minute – Minute 33 left on the clock, and you guys are still losing. Um, they had the books at 175 to 1 odds um, for the Jets to win. Holy shit. <laughs> that just made me cough in my drink. Yeah, 175 to 1 odds. And if I think I think I read it correctly, there was somebody who bet 10 grand on that. What? Yeah. Uh, they're freaking... They're, they're, we just adopted another fan. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy who did a seven, he bet $7 on a 23 team parlay on uh, Saturday, I believe it was. Yeah, Saturday for college football. Yeah. And I didn't see that one. Yeah, and he won, <laughs> he won a million bucks off of that. It was crazy stuff. It's insane. Hit on every single one. Yeah, everyone. Good for him. Good for him. But yeah, today, guys, uh, we're going to be talking about obviously recapping uh, week two. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of college football. Not really get too much, obviously, because the NFL is kind of our, you know, our feng shui. That's that's what we normally talk about. Oh no, baby, we're three and zero. Yeah, man, and we are. We got eighty five votes too, so uh, we're right on the I cusp. How, I don't know how we're not top twenty five. That I'm is so, a travesty. We're going to be top twenty five. When we go against Wake Forest, guarantee it. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really worried about Boston College next week, honestly. So that's a if 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 Rodemaker can start, I'm gonna be okay with it. I'll, 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 I think Jordan Travis getting a week off will be fine heading into Wake Forest. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think that um, you look good, Rodemaker. I, I, think... I mean, granted. Granted, if you and I are throwing to a six foot seven and a half wide receiver, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, Johnny Wilson. I um, I think that, I mean, Florida State's definitely you know they're they're moving the, the momentum's going in their favor, but I mean they've played. I mean they've played three unranked teams so far. I think that's what's I think that's what the 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 uh, the committee is looking at is. Okay, they've played three unranked teams. Two wild away games. Like, yeah, I mean, are they like they think? I mean, I mean, come on, dude. We, like, you, you go to New Orleans, you win in the Superdome. Yeah. Against LSU, and then you go to Lu- you go to Louisville. Great atmosphere. They're allowed. You win with your backup. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a conference game too. Like, how do you not get the top twenty-five vote, or how do you not get into the top twenty-five? Like that, it baffles my mind. That we're gonna have to be a four and team just to be ranked twenty third going into Wake Forest. 
Yeah, I, th I think that the, the thing again is, again, they're looking at it as an, as an unranked perspective. If they played anybody that was ranked, it would be a little bit different. But the, the fact of the matter is, is you know, they played Boston College this week. Are they going to beat them? Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be. I mean, they should probably win easily by three or four touchdowns. Nice little, nice little. Thank you. We don't. It's a we don't nice. Make anything that easy. Right. Well, I mean, we it's a, it's a, it's a great as of a tune-up game as you can get before you hit the three-game stretch of Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson. Um, if you can win two out of the three in that little group, you're doing fine. Uh, Which I think they will. So we'll see what happens. I think they're gonna be. I, I think they're gonna beat NC State. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're gonna be. Clemson, that one I'm not but... worried about. Clemson, maybe. I think this is a better team that can go in to beat Clemson. Honestly, in the last like few years, I can I feel confident that this team has a shot. I'm not saying they're gonna do it, but they have a, they have a really good shot of doing it. Because you know, honestly, their running game is where it's at right now. Right. The three headed monster. The three headed monster they have. On top of if Jordan Travis is healthy, you have a mobile quarterback who has a, an incredible deep pass like that. He has a very accurate ball, honestly. I mean, dude, dude, may, those dimes. He may not, he may not translate to the NFL as a quarterback, but like he, kid can throw. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But um, other than that, man, uh. Not a whole lot of changes. Uh, Appalachian State with that miracle. Yeah, that Michigan State got just embarrassed by Washington. Michigan State's now out of the top 25. Uh, Miami dropped down to 25 after losing to Texas A&M. Uh, Oregon is pretty much on the cusp of top 15 again. Um, uh, USC is seventh. Um Keep, that's definitely a college football playoff team to watch for. Honestly, it really is. Um, playing really good football. And uh, one of those four teams is going to – somebody's going to bounce. That 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 four is not staying there at the end of the season. One of them is – I mean, they have to, right? I, mean, it's, it's, I don't know who it will be, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be Georgia or Bama, so – it's probably going to be Michigan, uh, to be fair, and because they got to play Ohio State, and Ohio State looks better than Michigan. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be unfortunate, but Michigan obviously beats Ohio State again this year in back-to-back, then Michigan's going to get it, get the nod, and Ohio State's probably going to drop. Um, just That's just how it is. But, um, oh, that nice little, nice little weekend of college football. And then uh, this weekend – Obviously, Dan mentioned uh, the Jets and the Cowboys did win. I still have no fucking idea how Dallas won. There was no reason for us to win, but they did. Um, <laughs> there was absolutely no reason for it. Uh, Noah Brown looks looked very good. Uh, I think he had like seven catches for like 80 or about 100 yards. And, I mean, he was, I mean, he was doing his thing out there. Uh, Tony Pollard looks like he's, I'll be honest with you, man, Tony Pollard looks like 10, he just looks 10 times more explosive than Zeke. Uh, I would not be surprised at the end of the season, Dan, if, um, Jerry has a sit down with Zeke and goes, look, if you don't restructure your contract, you're, you're no longer a Dallas Cowboy. 
Yeah, honestly, I, th- I think he's gassed. It's done. It, it's the it's gonna be the Tony Pollard show going forward. Well, I don't know if it's the Pollard show. I think that it's gonna be uh, more of a not committee, but you're gonna have two. You're gonna have a um, a con- you're gonna, it's a complimentary back role. Tony Pollard is fantastic on the outside. He's a great pass catching receiver. But you're gonna need a guy who's explosive, who can who can hit you like a brick wall through the, through the, through the you know through the gaps. You have to find that Zeke's not explosive. Zeke's not somebody who's gonna come through and hit you hard. He might hit you hard, but you're only he's only getting three yards. You you gotta have a guy that if if you're gonna run the ball through the middle, you have to hit hard, and you gotta keep moving forward. He doesn't move forward. He just that's it. Once he hits somebody, he just falls. Um. I mean, congrats, Zeke. This is, that's, I mean, his career ended basically. I, I, I don't. He's not an RB one anymore. He, he just isn't. He's not explosive. He's not. He didn't do shit. Literally, Tony Pollard made him look terrible. Um, Ceedee Lamb, you got to give him a little credit too. Not too bad over there, uh, especially with the situation. No, like I said, he's he's a hundred percent living up to. You know, wide receiver one. And then Dalton Schultz did have he does have a uh, like a like a PCL strain. It's the same injury that Zeke had last year. Uh so I guess it's something to monitor. Um you know, Micah Parsons defensive MVP probably gonna be a guarantee at this point. Uh pfft. yeah, I mean as far as a recap yeah, for Dallas I mean, go, um I mean, Dan, if you want to talk about you know, the Jets, and we can kind of recap, for, you know, along with the rest of the season. That way we can kind of go ahead and uh, we don't spend like, eight, you know, 10, 20 minutes a piece on our teams. But uh, I think uh, I also have something to mention, too. Um, I also believe that um, if Dallas somehow continues to win, um, that injury, that turnaround time for Dak to come back, it's going to be a little longer every week. You know, they win next week. Uh, the hot hand. Uh, you know, Jerry might say, you know, Dak might need a couple more weeks of physical therapy. You know, <laughs> and Cooper, Cooper Rush goes in. You know, the only game I really see in the near future is the Rams game. Other than that, you know, they, they've they got, you know, Monday Night Football against the Giants next week. That one should be, uh, I wouldn't say it's a great battle, but, you know, if Cooper Rush goes in and gets the – the first divisional win of the season against against the Giants. Division wins, no matter who they are, are great. Uh, they're great in the record book. You go two and zero. We should we should a hundred percent record during that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that is one where if Cooper Rush does get a victory against the Giants in divisional round game, dude, or not divisional round, but a division game. Again, man. Um, the, the the offense in general, I don't know how, if you watched a lot, Dan, because I'm not sure if you did or not, but the offense, even with how depleted it looked, looked a little fresh for being pretty much counted out of the playoffs. I mean, I I'm think wa- you get like that extra motivation. You get that extra motivation, especially like with your backup. I feel like, and and you hear the noise all week that like you know you know put the you know send the you know send the box floating down the river with the Cowboys inside of it you know it's done it's you know they they hear the chit chat all week and yeah. then you get the backup quarterback you want to obviously make him as look as good as possible that like yo like we can win this game 
yeah, with and- Cooper Rush. Like we have we have the skill position to do. We have a legitimate wide receiver one. We got a very serviceable tight end. You know, the offensive line is, you know, less to be desired. You have two very serviceable running backs. You know, there's there's no reason why we can't make Cooper Rush look good. And now you're getting Michael Gallup back. And Kirk Cousins just threw a pick to Darius Slay in the end zone. <laughs> wow. Yep. And so, so at that... I, think it's coming. I think it's coming back. Yeah. So, yeah, it's passing appearance. At this point, man, um, I, like I said, at Cooper Rush too. No, his first start that he had, he, I mean, it was it was Sunday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings, and it was the same oh, thing. Oh, never mind. It's on the, it was on the Vikings. Um, Eagles ball. Drove down the field, fourth quarter, threw a game-winning touchdown. Uh, it, I mean, it's again. I, I, I was trying to say this earlier, and I think I mentioned this. Uh, on our last episode that this has given me a lot of those uh, Romo, Tony Romo vibes where, you know, Romo's Romo's the guy there. He gets hurt. Young Buck comes in, Dak Prescott. Prescott does his thing. And all of a sudden, Tony Romo's out out of Dodge. And, uh, I mean, Cooper Rush, he he did not do anything that warranted him being considered – as a backup in the sense of the like, Oh, that's what a backup does. Like, I was like, Holy shit, man. I was like, this is, I mean, it was like, you know, he looked calm. He looked poised. Yeah, he, he was throwing to, he wasn't doing anything like over the top. He wasn't too like panicky. Like he looked like he had played there for years. So, I mean, good for him. I, I hope it, I hope this keeps going, and I'm gonna tell you, man. The more games that they win, you're gonna have to put. They're gonna have to put themselves in a position of going. You know, do we do we keep the hot hand going, or do we go with the guy that we're paying 140 million dollars guaranteed? So. Yep. No, you definitely got a decision, decision, decisions. But, um, but yeah, let's go man, ahead and talk about the uh, the old the old J E T S. Some oh, good old man, Jets, what a man. Freaking, what a freaking roller coaster of emotions that game was. Um, it was weird. It was a complete flip of last week. Last week, the offense wasn't doing anything, and the defense was doing all the work. This week, it was the offense was doing the work and the defense was just kind of just sputtering everywhere. Um, you know, obviously, containing a mobile quarterback is difficult because now you're going to have to price subtract one pass rusher away from getting to the quarterback as a QB spy, which I noticed they did in the second half and they limited Jacoby Brissett's rushing, which I think that's what started the momentum change for the Jets. It was tied up at the half. I thought at halftime, I'm like, this team looks, you know, we look way better than last week. The team's clicking with Joe Flacco. You know, Garrett Wilson scored his first career touchdown. Brees Hall got his first career touchdown. I'm like, the rookies are doing good. The line's holding up against Miles Garrett. I was like, if this defense can just lock it down the second half, we got this. Mm -hmm. And freaking Nick Chubb was just carving us up like a Thanksgiving Day turkey in the second half. It was... And I say roller coaster of emotions because I have Nick Chubb on my fantasy team, so I'm like, hey, touchdown, but I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I mean, we're not loose to the damn Cleveland Browns. 
Yeah, and, especially, uh, you know, Deshaun watson uh Cleveland Browns. So. Exactly. I don't, I, don't, I don't want that on my record. Yeah. I mean, but they, but they still hard. looked – I mean, to be honest with you, man, like even though, like, you know, Cleveland – obviously lost they still didn't look terrible i mean the the run game looked no. decent uh you know nick chubb was definitely doing his thing out there um yeah and you know shout out to you and mike for picking the browns over the jets you know i, I, mean, I keep the receipts i mean to, to to be fair bro i mean we were right you, know, you said we, you said we were only gonna get seven points well yeah i mean you know i've been quite wrong in football this year obviously I'm like I'm. I'm just gonna nickname myself the weatherman. Whatever I say, just it's abs- It's the fucking opposite. All right, Marcus the weatherman. But you man. know, like this was this was the. Uh, I I donned this game the turning point. I think this team can obviously. I think this team has a very good chance of being the Bengals next week. You know, we did it last year with a backup quarterback in in New Jersey, and the game happens to be in New Jersey again. And obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals are just not figuring it out for some reason. I think a pass yeah. rush can easily get the. I think the pass rush can easily disrupt Joe Burrow. This one's going to be a. This one, I think we're going to be in this game for a little bit. Oh, but, this is the one where uh, you guys are only scoring seven points. I'm sorry. I I was a week. I was a week early. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. Keep just keep saying it because <laughs> the more you say it, the more you say it, it seems like it does not come to fruition. I mean, um, you should you should want me to keep saying the Jets are going to score seven points. The only time that I think you'll be right is when we when we have to go to Buffalo, when we face Buffalo or Miami. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think the I almost I'm also going to don this as well the the Garrett Wilson coming out party. It looks yeah. like he now looks like the he looks like this is the tenth overall pick in the draft. You know, shout out to a few people that said he wasn't even the best receiver at his college. Completely wrong. He was better than Chris Olave. Um, and you know, like I said, man, it's showing. Olave's not figuring it out in New Orleans so far. Granted, it's only two games as a rookie, but it looks like Garrett Wilson found his steps uh, this past week. Um, we get one more week of Joe Flacco, and then Zach Wilson returns for the Pittsburgh Steelers game in Week Four. So we get you know another. Another uh, Flacco connection going on, and you know, like I said, I'm, I'm very happy. I, I'm happy this team is still fighting. It looks like they're having fun again. And, you know, you see the locker room rally behind Joe Flacco, uh, Michael Floor. Please just stay in the booth. Every time you call the game from the booth, we somehow win. I don't understand it. Just put yourself in the press box. It just it worked every freaking time. Um, but no, I have nothing really else to say. Uh, they, I was very, very happy. Um, obviously, you know, scoring 14 points in 82 seconds, it's not the easiest thing in football. Um, I saw a crazy stat that, like, since 2002, teams were like, oh, and something ridiculous. I'm down by two touchdowns and less than two minutes left, and the Jets broke that. Yeah, I think so. That, like, um, I'm just, I'm super proud of this team. I mean, granted, it is against the Cleveland Browns, but like, you gotta you know, take a win. A win. Man. You gotta take a win. You get, you get 17 games to do something. Yeah, you have seven. You have 17 games to do something. I don't care if it's against the Browns. I don't care if it's against 
the Atlanta Falcons or, you know, whoever. You got to – that's the beauty about NFL. You have, you have to win your games. You yeah. have to win every single game. You, yeah. you have to really go in every single game and say, you have to win this game. Week one, yeah, week one you might be able to, like, maybe get away with, like, you know, some sputtering and just patch it up. But, like, I'm telling you, from week two on, we you start noticing, like, okay, this team looks like we're going to get in trouble. And, you know, we'll get into it later in the episode. Like, you know, we're going to profile a few 0-2 teams. Do we press the panic button or do we, you know, is it just, like, bad luck? Well, if, it, if they're on my fantasy team, it's a mixture of bad luck and panic. So, <laughs> Just kind of a well, depending on the league, of course, depending on the leagues. But a couple leagues where I'm pretty sure I'm going to be top, I'm going to be either first or second, as long as it keeps going the way it does. There's a couple leagues I'm probably going to win the Sacco. Like <laughs> it's bad. There's no reason why I'm at week two and I've got four. I've got four people on my bench that are out. Like, and I lost my starting quarterback and Trey Lance. Yeah, I did as well, and um, you know, hopefully a speedy recovery and get back soon. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the other games, man. We had a lot of really good, uh, a lot of really good games, a lot of crazy comebacks. Um, I'll start with a Baltimore the Cardinals. Yeah, I'll start with Baltimore oh, Miami. Yeah. But um, Baltimore, Dolphins, man. Yeah, Baltimore, I think man, was man. up. By, I want to say. They're up like 21. Yeah, man. And two attack of Viola I came back. Was, I want to say it was like 35 to 14 or something. Yeah, at the start of the fourth quarter. And they came back and one was a 42-38. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a, such a good game, man. It was really good. Dolphins played their ass off. Both teams played their Lamar Jackson, every week that he does this, his price goes up. So, if I'm the Ravens, I'm... I mean, at this point, you might as well let him walk. Or well, you, might... you, you saw that report. You saw the reports that he just—he's not going to play next year under under a franchise tag. So, I would not be shocked if like his market is opening up. And if, the thing is, he named. There's two teams that he named, and it's Philadelphia and Miami. And I'm looking at Jalen Hurts right now. Jalen Hurts looks great early, and Tua Tagovailoa looks great early. These two teams may not want to get another quarterback, even if it is. Um, Lamar Jackson. I did also hear, man, that he was also opting or interested in joining Detroit. That that would be fun to watch, actually. Bro, him, DeAndre Swift, that, that ridiculous offense, offensive that line, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Jamison Williams next year. Yeesh. And he has an athletic tight end. You know how much he loves throwing to Mark Andrews. You know, TJ Hawkinson is no, you know, no slouch. Yeah, no, yeah, you got definitely got Hawkinson, or how I say it, hack. Ah, uh, hack. Yeah, it's a little hack. But uh, yeah, that, that would be disgusting. They were, they were pretty decent offensive line too. I mean, that would make Detroit. I mean, I don't know how you put these two words together, but that would make Detroit a contender, right? They would probably be the. I would put them ahead of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, man, Honestly, I, um, I mean, Minnesota, Minnesota looks. I mean, Minnesota looked good week one. Today, they it looks like they're gonna. Have, it looks like Minnesota might be one of those teams where like they're gonna beat the teams they're supposed to beat, but then yeah. they go up against like a contending team like Philadelphia, and they struggle. Yeah, it's not look. It's not looking good for them right now. 
Philly looks like they're about to be two and zero heading into heading into next week. Yeah, I'm not even sure who the I'm not sure even sure. Oh, it's Carson Wentz week next week for the Eagles. I think Carson Wentz comes back to Philly next week. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the NFC yeah NFC East rivalry games. So, but um, yep, they're at Washington. Wow, that's gonna be a fun one. So overall, though, uh, Tagovailoa he uh, he broke the Miami Miami record for I believe most most yards and most touchdowns in a game in in that game alone. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ball are the first first uh, duo receivers in NFL history to achieve. I think it was both of them had over two hundred yards passing or receiving. I think it was. It was some crazy. They were close. I think. I think Waddle was at a buck eighty nine. It was some, but they they both had they. It was an NFL history thing. I forgot what I had to look it up. I saw it and I was like, I need to write that down for our episode. And I mean, it was pretty wild. Though. It was a great game, great there's game. No, but I there's, think there's no so fans or butts about so it. So you had so obviously you had the 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 Cleveland Jets game. You had the Dallas Cincinnati game. Then you had the Baltimore Miami game. Then comes the Arizona Las Vegas Raiders game. Arizona that was, was the down. Most wild game. Arizona was down twenty to nothing in the third quarter. They look like it was it was done for. Arizona comes back. Kyler Murray had probably had a nineteen second play for the last play to put them in any type of tie game situation. He scores a touchdown. Throws a dime, probably the he threw. I mean, it was a dime. It was a it was a full blown rocket to to tie the game up. It goes to overtime, and then Arizona decides first possession of the game to kick a field goal miss. What did the fucking Raiders do? The Raiders decide we're gonna throw the ball around. Arizona got it, scored the touchdown, game over. Yep, he punched it out, punched it right out, of, and that was the second time Hunter Renfro fumbled in that game. That uh, that is one for the books, y'all. Um, this weekend, that game was that was probably um, this week was definitely very close. The and last week, honestly, the and the last Atlanta, week was wild. The Atlanta Falcons almost pulled a Nuno card. They were down big, and they almost came Oops. back against the LA Rams. Drake they London, yeah, Drake London. Looked really good. Um, not only that, but uh, that was my number one receiver in the draft. That uh, that's a that that team, man. I tell you, you have a guy like Kyle Pitts, and he's getting absolutely no love. That's really starting to question. Um, because I don't know about Kyle you, Dan. Pitts, it's like if he saw if he saw some certain plays, they put him in just blocking situations. I'm like, dude, you have a freak athlete at tight ends. Yeah, I don't get once it, man, because it's like a it's once a situation. Again, ain't no slouch, ain't no slouch. Like he is really, really good. Like the the athleticism is there. Yeah, uh, the intangibles to be great are there. And like yeah. the thing next year, if you decide, if you decide to be like, you know what, we could put Desmond Ritter in a great situation by maybe we go hunt for a running back, but then you put Desmond Ritter in a situation where he has Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Calvin Ridley. Calvin like, Ridley, I don't think would be what? a Falcon next year. I don't think so. No, but hypothetically, hypothetically, say they reevaluate, like you know what, maybe we'll just let it ride out. We'll bring them back and see uh, 
you know, hypo- hypothetically, he comes back. Right, right. That's, but, not, that's a hell of a core to play with. That Yeah, but now you just got to get him an offensive line to work with. That's the only thing yeah, you really have to on the offensive side you have to invest in. You don't really have to invest in a running back. If you can get a committee for the running back position, you have a guy who's a third down back. You have a pass a receive, a receiving back. You have a guy who can run through the run run through the middle, and just rotate. Or you don't have to have a you know a three down back. It, that doesn't really work in this game anymore. It doesn't you don't have to do it. Um, no, so, everyone does. Everyone rolls out multiple running backs. Yeah, it's just the way. It's just the way it works. Um, but uh, yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta came through. They had a two minute. They literally. I remember I was watching it because I saw it. I was. They waited till the two minutes to go down. Two minute warning kicked in, and the first fucking play after the two minute warning, interception. Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> I was like, he Mariota. went up for that ball. By, yeah, by the way, by did. the way, he went up for that ball. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, other than that, man, uh, I think another game that was, I mean, on this side of the factor, very concerning, very, very concerning. Uh, Jacksonville 24, Indianapolis 0. Now, the Colts are the only team to not score a touchdown. I be- yeah, they're <laughs> – so now, Dan, we have this factor of what the hell is going on in Indianapolis – they have potentially the best all-purpose running back, and Jonathan Taylor didn't do shit. You have Michael Pittman. Or he was out. Matt Ryan was supposed to be the guy that comes in, better than Carson Wentz, doesn't, hasn't done shit the last two weeks. Um, they need a quarterback. I, it's, it's done. You can't, you, can't do what the, you can't do what the Denver Broncos do, and what the Denver Broncos do is they scout the – the veteran quarterback trade market and see if they can go rally and grab someone to come in. Like you just can't do that all the time. Like they, they've been cycling all these quarterbacks yep. in and out since Andrew Luck retired. You know, it's time for them to, I think it's going to be time for them to really pack it in. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank, I think this is, this looks like it's going to be Frank Reich's last season. Okay. I think it's. I think they're going to have to really start, you know, sending a scout out to Bama, send a scout out to Kentucky. Send the scout out to, you know, NC State, you know, look at some of these quarterbacks, you know, you know, Leary, Bryce Young, yeah. Will Levi's, you know, like you I think they're gonna have to be in the market for a quarterback. Okay. Um, so my thing so I, again, when you're in a position like that, I said that you know, if the Colts if the Colts win the division, um, you know, they're not gonna get a they're they're they they do not have any trade value. Like they they won't be able to go up and get that top tier quarterback. Um, I think they're in cap. I think they have cap issues too. If I'm not I, mistaken, I think that no, I think the Colts are one of the uh, one of the best when it comes to actually. To, no, to you're cap right. I think they do. I think they have. I think they have money to use. Yeah, I I think that I think the Colts have really good really good cap problem or, or not cap problems. Um, cap problems. They're, they're allergic. Yeah, cap. Yeah, they have really they have big cap problems. You know, my my bad. Uh, so I mean. I mean, they have a cap problem. They couldn't, they couldn't score in the fucking Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See what, I, see what I did there? Yeah, <laughs> I, I see what you did there. I, I don't know, man. Um, they, maybe they're just one of those teams that just start slow. Like, they might they might uh, go yeah. they might go 0-3 before they get their first win, and then they just kind of click after that. There are some teams that just start a little late. Uh, you got to think, 
this entire offense, they're like a lot of their starters. They did not play the they did not play any preseason. They played zero downs in the preseason, um, which now I think uh, Dan, I mean, could be wrong here, but um, shortening the shortening the preseason and um, having your starters not play, not getting any live reps with the ones starting to starting to. You're starting to see a lot of fuck ups, and it's showing. It it honestly is. Uh, a lot of these guys who got a lot of reps together, a lot of live game reps in the preseason, or just overall off season, uh, seem to be doing a lot better. It, it, at least from my point of view. Um, I don't. I just don't know what's going on. Like, uh, not to go too far too far in the right field. Like, just been more injuries. Uh, a lot of a lot of more just, um, uh, just you know, uh, discipline when it comes to football, like fumbles, interceptions. Uh, there's been a lot, I've seen a lot of guys like have like crazy fatigue. Uh, like I saw one was like you know we'll talk about the Chargers a little bit, but like Gerald Everett was just lazy as fuck on a, like a, a first and goal from like the two yard that, line. That pissed me off so like, bad. I'm like, dude, like you're wow. right there, man. But I guess we'll just roll right into it. Uh, you know, Chargers and Chiefs. What a fucking good game for Thursday night football. I hate that this had to be Thursday night and not Sunday night. Like, yeah, I, mean, I think they're, they're trying their best to flex all the. Um, I think every flex team all the, uh, flex all the AFC West games matchups to like either prime time or like national television. Like I a think four that, uh, I think that the new CB. I think the new deal is is that every team has to play one Thursday night football game. It's just you couldn't have done like a you couldn't have done the Chiefs and the Chargers like a Monday night or a Sunday night. I mean Thursday night. It's I mean like you said, this is the first week and people were bitching like. I can't find this game. I don't know where to get it. I mean, we know where it's at, but, you know, people are, well, let's face it, this is 2022. I don't really need to say a whole lot more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but overall, really good game. I mean, really unfortunate for Justin, for Justin Herbert with the pick six. Other than that, both these quarterbacks played a hell of a game. Austin Eckler did pretty pretty solid. Um, uh you know, Travis Kelsey did his thing. Um, but obviously, uh, the injury came out for um, Justin Herbert. Uh, has it suffered a rib injury. Um, list is questionable right now. Um, so hopefully he gets better because uh, this is a team that literally, you know, Dan and I picked to go to the Super Bowl, represent the AFC. But fuck, the way Buffalo's playing, we may have to, we may have to, we have to backtrack a little bit after that because. Pub man, um, Buffalo's out here looking for blood. Yeah, Buffalo's looking to show that uh, the Jim Kelly era in the nineties is this is this is not them. This is no joke. Like Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't want to go too far because we're talking about this game. But um, yeah, I, overall with the, with the chief the Chiefs Chargers, as long as you know both both sides are healthy, that's going to be a slugfest. This will not be an easy division to win. Although right now, just after two small weeks of sample size, it's starting to seem like the Raiders and the Broncos are closer to they're closer together versus them being closer to the Chiefs and Chargers. It's starting to split just a little bit. Um, 
I don't know, Dan, do you agree or disagree on that statement? Uh, I'm still on the fence. <laughs> I think, like I said, I think these two teams are just going to beat the living hell out of each other for round two. Um, I think the AFC West is definitely starting to open up a little bit more than we anticipated. Yeah. I think we, I think we were very spot on that the Broncos were the worst team in that division, and they looked. I even though they won, they still made a. They shouldn't have let the Texans stay hanging around for too long. Like they should have really just put the, you know, the boot on the throat and just you know. Keep stepping, you know, keep stepping until they can't breathe no more. And. I still have hope for the Chargers. Obviously, the injuries are going to be a concern going forward. Um, but I think the Chargers and the Chiefs are definitely separating themselves as the top two teams in that division. Yeah, those two. I mean, the way it's looking, man, uh, we're hope, we'll hope that those two teams are in the in the postseason. I pray. Because there, there are I other teams that, I, in the AFC right now who are starting to – come alive and we really got to pay attention to those because I mean it's opening up like it's it's opening up um Big time. yeah so uh we'll go into another game um the uh oh shit um oh yeah sorry I totally spaced out uh Detroit <laughs> Detroit and Washington um another interesting game they very very impressed by Detroit putting up almost a 40 bomb against Washington. Um, Carson Wentz did not do too bad himself. Uh, I think he had like uh, 300, 300 plus yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Jared Goff looked really good, but Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, DeAndre Swift, and the rookie himself, Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson, I think, had four sacks that game. Uh, he was a stud, man. He was. He, is, he was. He was supposed to be the number one pick. Yeah, a Hutch was uh, definitely on his A game. Um, and then uh, if you haven't listened or learned about, I think his name is Dan Trotter from um, Detroit Lions. What a dope-ass story. What uh, a... he's, got some, he's got some pretty nasty allegations against them that we can't really talk about on air too much. But Dan Trotter, really? He, yeah, apparently. According to Eric Armstead, um, the 49ers, he says that Dan Schroeder actually uh, says the N-word a lot to opposing players. Oh. Not sure the validity behind it, but um, that was a story that was out there today. Really? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> interesting. I mean, granted, granted, Eric Armstead has never faced this man in his entire life, so this could just be hearsay. But uh, those aren't exactly the friendliest allegations. To, I'm going to tell you, you right know, now, if, he, if, if that were to happen and he doesn't swing his helmet at him, then I will know it's not solidified. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Miles, Miles Garrett to uh, <clears throat> Mason Rudolph. <laughs> but um, any, but, the, but overall, uh, Dan Campbell and company, uh, Detroit looks good, man. I mean, their defense is, their defense is not the secondary is really bad, um, but their front seven is definitely doing their job. Uh, their offense is, dude, their offense is fucking clicking. And we uh, said, 
I think you and I both said this offense could be very explosive, especially once Jamison Williams comes back. And like this offense, are... this offense is going to be scary. I think what uh, Amaron St. Brown has a touchdown in eight straight games dating back to last year. Yeah, he's Amaron uh, is, is the truth. He is really he is good. As advertised. Yeah, he's really good, man. Uh, DJ Chark doing a really good job on the opposite side of the field as well. Uh, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, yeah, Jamal Williams uh, complimenting De- DeAndre Swift. I mean, this and they, I and I think if I'm not mistaken, the uh, Pro Football Focus still has Detroit Lions offensive line uh, ranked number one in the league. Um, they're doing good, man. This is a team that if you watch like Hard Knocks, like a lot fun, of fun, fun, fun team to watch, fun team to listen to. Uh, all aboard the Dan Campbell train, man. Honestly, uh, they're gonna come across some really tough, tough games the, here in, through the season. Uh, it's just you know we'll see what happens at this point. But uh, I'm not saying Detroit's gonna be the number one seed in the NFC. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be a a team that is locked for the playoffs. But they keep going, scoring 30, 35 points a game, bro. They could make the playoffs. You know, as long as that defense does just enough to get them to not be in that in that range, but very well happen. So, um, what's that, what else did we missed? So Sunday football. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers doing what Aaron Rodgers does uh, throughout an entire career of Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay. Owns the Bears. Yeah, he's only lost them five times his entire career. So, moving on. Um. Uh, Christian Watson did pretty pretty solid. The run game was pretty much, was what did a lot of it. I think they had like over 220 all uh, overall rushing yards between AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Um, they're gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna that be, duo is gonna be fun. That I think at this point, man, like Rogers just gets bored. He's like, fuck it, I don't really want to like really throw a lot, so I'm just gonna run the ball 800 times. Yeah, whatever. It worked. It worked. Save yeah, that arm it works. For, you know those for those late season games where you need them. <coughs> yeah, exactly. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, another barn burner that was going on through three quarters, and then like halfway through the fourth, the team woke up. Was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Saints? Uh, it was, it was three. We got the. We definitely all got that wake up call that we all needed. Three to <laughs> three to three. For the longest time, and then all of a sudden, dude, all of a sudden the Tampa Bay defense decided they want to play, and all of a sudden they wanted to get aggressive. All of a sudden, Mike Mike Evans just wanted to just knock the shit on Marshawn Lattimore. Swing on everybody. Just, I mean, overall, man, just in, insane. Uh, I did see something, Dan. I, I did see this thing. I was going to ask you: it's an overreaction or not? Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense will ca- will have to carry Tom Brady to the Super Bowl if they make it. Yes. Okay. Uh, hmm. Interesting. He can't throw the ball. He can't throw the ball anymore. I think he can, man. I really, I, I don't. I think if he felt like he couldn't, he would have retired. Uh, you got. He told Julio. He told Julio Jones on the sideline he couldn't do it anymore. Really. That I got caught on tape that he can't make the throw anymore. Because I, I think it was the one play in the, uh, the the opener where Julio was trailing all the way down the field, and Brady's like, "I can't make that throw anymore." 
caught it on a hot mic. And I'm like, we got we got the last year of Peyton Manning all over again. Peyton Manning just it was just sad watching it, honestly. I mean, Brady should just retired last year. But granted, once again, you know, whenever he whenever Brady hears this shit talk about his demise, he ends up just turning it up and he's the GOAT for a reason. I'm not I'm not doubting it, but then again I just don't I think the defense is going to have to do a lot of work, especially that secondary. That secondary is not good. Well, they got to – I mean, at that point, they got to adjust the offense. Like, you're trying to get a 45-year-old to throw 40, 45, 50-yard balls, like, quick. They have the players. They have the players to just do really quick routes. Yeah, doesn't quick routes. Be, just do what they did in anything. New England. Just do what they did in New England. It literally fucking worked. It worked. Yeah. Just do the same shit. Like, be like, all right, we're going to do quick out routes, halfback screens, wide receiver screens, slants, nothing more than 15 yards. And we're just going to drive the field and just mind fuck the defense. And the one time we catch them slipping is that's the one time we'll throw it over the top and there will be nobody there. And Mike Evans is big enough to just jump over everybody. Exactly. When he's <laughs> not suspended. But that's beside the point. Obviously, obviously, I just mentioned Mike Evans will be suspended without pay for the, for the home opener against the Green Bay Packers here in Tampa, Florida. And there's um, also no guarantee that Julio Jones and Chris Godwin are going to be able to suit up for the home opener as well. Uh, I From what I'm hearing, Chris Godwin should be fine for week four. Um, I'm hoping because Jesus Christ. So he's not going to make it. I, I'm hoping because, my God, my receiving core is just depleted in one of my leagues. It's yeah, it's bad, but it's beside the point. Um, the uh, the New York Giants. Remind me, who did they play again? They got the big boys and Big D this weekend. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this past week. The Carolina Panthers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, kind of a snooze fest over there. Nothing really happened. Um, the, the Panthers are in trouble. Yeah, Panthers are in trouble. Uh, there's a problem from the coaching staff to, if you guys know me personally, if you listen to the show, I keep telling people Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback and he's not a good player and hell, he's not even a good person. He needs to go. This experiment is awful. Yeah. Um, and it sucks because they don't have Sam Donald. I think that uh, there is a possibility Matt Rule could be fired before the end of the season. And there's also it would shock me. would shock me too that at the end of the season, Christian McCaffrey is no longer a Carolina Panther. Yeah, it, it would not surprise me if they just say, you know what, we're going to blow it up and start again. Like, I'm literally looking here, uh, uh, Dan, to at top of your head, can you tell me who the number one running back is as far as rushing yards goes? As of like right now through week two, yes. Uh, Hard to say because Saquon, Jonathan Taylor, like they had shit weeks this week. Nick Chubb probably had the best week too. I, I would say Chubb is the leading rusher right now. Uh, Dalvin Cook looks like he literally doesn't play football this year. Uh, Christian McCaffrey pretty much doesn't. Or maybe, or maybe Saquon. Saquon might have a shot. Yeah. Um, but other guys like uh, Najee Harris didn't do anything this weekend. Leonard Fournette got hurt in the middle of the game against the Saints. Um, Jamal, or not Jamal Williams. 
uh, uh, oh God, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Javante Williams, sorry, from De- from Denver. Um, didn't really do too whole lot, a whole lot. I think at the game last week they definitely started splitting carries more and more with Melvin Gordon. Like I started seeing Melvin Gordon a little more than I thought. Um, so the are the the war the running backs itself this season are just an absolute dud so far. Now again, it is week two, like it's week two. But it is hard to also be like, all right, like my team or your, you know, you fantasy are like, boy, you know, I drafted running backs, and these guys that drafted receivers and weighted running backs are doing a hell of a lot better than me. And it's sometimes it's just the way it works, you know what I mean? There's nothing you could do about it. You drafted a position. I think so. I think Saquon might still lead in rushing last I looked, honestly. Because he had a, that big-ass week one. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, actually, Lamar Jackson might be the fucking leader at this point, dude. <laughs> Honestly. I have no idea. Um, so, did I miss any games other than the ones I talked about for Monday Night Football? With the, you know, I don't think I did. I think I pretty much covered everything. Oh, no, the Broncos and Texans. Uh, that one really – that was kind of a – for what it's worth, that game should have been a blowout. That one was two through two weeks. Man, the Denver does not look that good. And just they they're either really slow or that team is they're gonna be on the outside looking in. There's gonna be a. There, there, I think there's that that's Nathaniel Hackett cannot coach. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, they need. I don't know. They need something. They either need to be like, all right, I, he'll be the head coach, but Russell Wilson calls all the plays on offense, kind of like what Peyton Manning kind of did. You know, Tom Brady does. You know, the, Russell Wilson does deserve his credit as due. It's it it is due. You know, maybe just let Russ cook. Let him do his own thing. Don't call the plays for him. Let him figure it out. He knows what he's doing. He's a highly highly decorated veteran in the NFL. He's got he's he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, outside of that, man, uh, I think the only game le- games left were uh, you know Monday Night Football. Um, Buffalo pretty much looks like that the only team that might beat them is the Buffalo Bills, and um, you know primetime Kirk Cousins. The slander can continue. I think he, I think Monday Kirk, night. I the think Monday night Kirk. Yeah, the I, Monday night Kirk. The Kirk curse. I think uh, Kirk Cousins has lost every Monday Night Football game he's he's uh, played in his career. I thought this would be the one, but I guess I was wrong. But I'm pretty sure um, if you guys listen to this episode and I'm wrong, feel free to chime in on it. But I'm pretty positive that Kirk Cousins has lost every single game in Monday Night Football in his, his entire career. I don't think he has, honestly. Or if he has it, he has a very low win percentage. But um, other than that, Dan, I mean, we pretty much covered all the episodes here. Or episodes, jeez, it's late. Um, we covered, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we covered all the games for week two this week. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of games that were really great and then a lot of games that were duds. So they kind of split down in the middle. 
Uh, fantasy football wise, um, same, pretty much same for me. A couple leagues I did really well. Have high hopes for it. A couple leagues, well, I literally will pretty much have the sacco because it's not looking good for me. And you know what? Sometimes you just don't win them all, and that's why you play in a shit ton so that way you feel good about some. You feel, and then it balances out the others. You play in one, you suck at that one. Guess what? <laughs> you feel bad all year. <laughs> but um. Other than that, you know, going into week three, um, our Wednesday episode, where we're going to cover all, you know, everything going on between now and then. Um, I'm expecting quite a bit of news for some reason. I have a feeling that we're going to hear um, a lot of questions being answered from some teams. I feel like some things that you and I definitely are, like, curious about. Uh, maybe some coaches are on a little hot seats, a little warm, a little warmer than usual. You know, hit that preheat oven. Starts at one sixty uh, and it's now at two twenty. What's so? What do you? Which zero and two team do you think needs to start pressing that panic button like really fast? Um, I'm gonna say the Indianapolis Colts. I'm also gonna say the Indianapolis the, Colts. I, the fucking Colts, man! You're telling me that you have I a. Think- like you I tied, scary over there. <laughs> you tied the I, Texans, and you you got shut out by the Jaguars. This was a team that had the easiest two week period, literally anybody that I've ever seen, and you sucked worse than anybody out there. Um, it's not good, man. It is not good over there. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the other team I'm pressing the panic button on right now. The Tennessee Titans. Oh yeah, um, I think they're. I think I like. I I think it would not shock me. And that news you're talking about would not shock me if Mike Vrabel comes out and says uh, Malik Willis and Tannehill are taking team uh, team one snaps, and we're going to make a decision Friday on who's uh, who's running with the first team. If uh, Vrabel comes out and says um, week three, Malik Willis will start. Does Tannehill request a trade? Tannehill's just going to get released. Okay. That's, I, I don't, there's no, he has no, I don't, I don't there's no, he has there's no home no trade value. I just don't. There's no home. Um, yeah, there's really no home. I mean, a lot of these teams are going to fill out their, a lot of these teams are going to fill out their, their quarterback uh, positions either. Now that now that they have established QBs, or they're going to go into the offseason with a plan like, okay, we're going to go attack, we're going to go draft this guy, or someone hits free agency. You know, yep. obviously Lamar Jackson's name is going to be floating around out there now. You know, supposedly quote unquote. But like I'm looking at it, at least 28 of the 32 NFL teams have their quarterback. Yeah, there's a couple teams next year that won't have one. Like the Buccaneers are going to be looking for a quarterback, um, potentially. Kyle Trash. Kyle Trash. <laughs> Um, I mean to be honest, with, to, to be honest with you, man, there is a possibility the Saints may move on from Jameis Winston. I'm not saying they could. I'm gonna say they would. There got that. That is a cloud. And... That's, that is a cloud over Mercedes Stadium. Like it's. I mean, I'm not saying it could happen. I'm just saying that. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's there is a chance. Playing, I think. I think he's playing good enough where they're gonna be okay. I yeah, think they're gonna. I, I, I still have. I still think they're going to make the playoffs this year, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying that they will. 
it's just I mean, the, the guy's of, like four fractures in his back or something. It's something ridiculous. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying like there if there's a if there's a chance that they make like a crazy move or like they can get somebody to improve their quarterback room overnight, they would do it. Um, I but I, I think you're saying it's pretty much his until he just completely screws up. But uh, that's beside the point. Uh, Davis Mills and Houston not doing too bad. I think that. I think that I you know the I thing like is, is the thing is is he's not like your top ten quarterback, but like you said, I think Lovey Smith and um, Houston front office they love this kid. They want to build around him. They don't want to like move on and grab a high tier quarterback. They want to build it and see if it works. If it doesn't, they move on. It doesn't cost them anything. Um, another team, Seattle. Seattle was one that was like a huge one. Like they're like, oh yeah, they're gonna do this. They're gonna do that. And Geno Smith coming through here. He's not, back. He's he's not <laughs> he's not doing terrible. He's he's doing his role. He's getting the job oh, they done. Played, they, they played like shit this past week. Yeah, I mean, but 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 the I old Geno's back. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying okay. So what I say is I say in the sense of they thought that Geno was gonna suck so bad that like it was gonna be like a rotation of him and Drew Locke every week. You know what I mean? Like he's all he's he's all, he's pretty much exceeded expectations. He could suck the rest of the season and be like. You remember that? That definitely yeah. that defied every odd you had for him. So that right there. Um, other teams, <laughs> other teams out there. Uh, the Giants. You know, the Giants don't have a quarterback. They didn't. They, they didn't exercise. You know, Daniel Jones's contract, and then obviously Carolina with their little shit show they got going on there. And like you mentioned, if Lamar Jackson does end up leaving. Um, the only wild card I do see, um, Cleveland, if something happens to Deshaun Watson and let's say later on, and then they just kind of like blacklist him, that could be a thing. Uh, if some, if, you know, another team to watch is Detroit. If they can, if they grab a really good quarterback, I say they suck the rest of the season and they, and they get a chance to grab Bryce Young. That team's fucking overnight much better. Like overnight, so we'll see. Uh, quarterback carousel is always the fun one to watch out for. It's always most fun, definitely. but I think for the most part, man, like you mentioned, about twenty-eight teams is they're they're locked and loaded. Yeah, like even if the Jets were to have a bad year this year, or maybe even just like a slight win improvement, uh-huh. Zach Wilson's going to come back for year three. <laughs> this is a ta- this is a bad time to suck as a quarterback because you're going to be unemployed. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, not a lot of teams are going to be like, oh, you know what? Uh, I mean, look what Jimmy G did, man. Jimmy G was like, I don't want to get traded. I'll just take a pay cut. And then look, now all of a sudden he's back as a starter. He's going to have that Fitzpatrick crap where like every team he goes to, he's going to back it up and the, the quarterback, the starting quarterback gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. So. But all right, guys, um, we pretty much have hit our hour mark here. It, like I said, it's late on my on our side, um, eleven o'clock uh, p.m. right now. So um, I think we're gonna jump off here, and call it a night. This episode will be uh, live tomorrow morning on our Spotify. And um, yeah, uh, Dan, as always, thanks for you know accommodating and get you know doing this episode again. And Wednesday we'll uh, kind of we'll kick it off into some picks. 
Uh, by the way, did you kind of figure out how good or bad we did? Because I feel like we did like we did awful. We were actually we were actually not that bad. Oh really? Well, not, we were we were actually did not do that bad. I'm actually looking at the Google Doc as we speak. Okay. Um, we we hit on uh, well, no, you hit on the uh, Chiefs. Um, I picked the Chargers. We both lost on the Steelers. We both picked the Giants correctly. I obviously picked the Jets. You picked the Browns. We yeah. both took L on the. We both took an L on the Colts. And so did uh, the rest you, of America. <laughs> yeah, uh, you took the Dolphins. I took the Ravens. I mean, honestly, uh, like that could have went either way. I, that was too attacked yeah, by well, I was I, like career game. <laughs> like, yeah, really. Uh, we both took an L on the Saints. Uh, I took the Commanders. You took the Lions. Uh, we both won on the Niners. We both hit on the Rams. We both lost on the Raiders. We both hit on the Broncos. We both lost on the Bengals. Yeah, um, the one time I pick against hit, Dallas and I lose. <laughs> we both hit on we we both hit on the Packers. We both hit in the Bills, and it looks like I'm going to win with picking the Eagles and you pick the Vikings. Okay, so that's not it's not it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible, but yeah. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. But yeah, so um we will uh I think what we'll do, Dan, is you know, we'll keep track of this and you know, at the end of the season we'll kinda of go over how well we did at the end of the season. Just see how that's Yeah, kind of I'm gonna tally I'm gonna tally up our wins and losses and we're gonna yep. see what the uh Well cool, man. Um Yeah, so I guess it <sighs> sorry about that yawn there, but uh yeah, Wednesday we'll go over our picks for uh, week three. If we got any news to cover between now and then, we will definitely do so. Um, other than that, thank you guys for so much for listening to us on Spotify. And the word of the week, Dan, is... We're going to say Cooper. Yeah. We're going to shout out Big Game Cooper Rush for that one. I have the secret word of the week for Wednesday. The secret, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm do a sneak peek right now. The secret word of the day for Wednesday, Flacco. Okay, I like that. Yeah, Cooper. Yeah. Both Cooper. of our both of our both of our backup QBs won. Yep. We have I to like ce- we have to celebrate that. <laughs> One was an undrafted free agent who worked as who was cut who was cut and then signed back to the practice squad and became the starter. The other is a former Super Bowl MVP who had one of the best <laughs> postseasons and the NFL history, but, you know. There's levels to this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is pretty much how that went. So, I guess it. Alright. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and as always, be safe, and we'll see you guys on uh, Thursday when we do our Wednesday episode. Adios.